Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's, your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie Hyde. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast, everybody. We are recording this one live on YouTube as we have been pretty much all off-season. Welcome in to those of you watching on YouTube. Welcome to those listening on the podcast. And we also say welcome to my co-host, my co-host, the co-host of the show, Robbie Hyde. Robbie, how you doing? How we doing? How we doing? It's a slow day today. Slow day today. Yamamoto just signed so we can all move on with our life. What are we doing here? Honestly, I'm at the point now where it's like, dude, go to the freaking Yankees at this point. I don't even care. Just Let's move do on. something. Let the, if you're not going to go to the Red Sox, can you please do something so we can at least get going with this market? Hey, the Blue Jays mm-hmm. too. You know, it's like, come on, help us out here. There's so many teams that need to do something. Like that <laughs> is that is the motto of this offseason to the point where I was actually for about five minutes thinking about doing a because again, I think so many fan bases are disappointed. I was actually thinking about putting together a video about the most disappointing offseason so far. And then I had to slap myself and remind that it's just December 19th. There's still plenty of time. Um, Those of you listening on the podcast, make sure to subscribe. Those of you watching on YouTube, subscribe, help us out, and hit that like on YouTube. And on the podcast, make sure to turn those automatic downloads on so you don't miss any of the content. You can get the Barreled Up podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are going to talk about Yamamoto because maybe it's, is this just going to be Dodgers, Yankees with the Mets trying? Or there's some other teams. We'll talk about that. We're going to do a free agent draft where Robbie is going. Robbie and I are going to go back and forth. And we are going to take five players. Thinking of it like this. We're filling out a roster. Everybody after those five players, they're average players. So we're, 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 we're putting together a team. We get five picks from the free agent class. And then everyone else will be a average player think of it like war uh the replacement player think of it like a replacement player for the rest of the team so we'll do a a free agent draft we'll talk about the latest free agency buzz uh and the trade buzz but let's uh let's start with Yamamoto so today it just it sort of feels like it's all about Yankees and Dodgers and if you're outside of New York or LA does this just rile you up even more because 
uh, you know, Boston, we know, was trying to make a push. Philly had a meeting. Toronto was supposed to have a meeting, but I haven't heard anything about that meeting. It might have been a phantom meeting. How much, let me throw, I'll throw this question out to you, Robbie. How much of what has been put out there has been leverage? How much has been legit on a, on a, on a percentage scale from one to a hundred? How much do you think has actually been legit that we have consumed on social media and wherever you get your news on Yamamoto these last few days? I honestly think, I mean, there's, there's probably got to be a little bit of leverage in there somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. But I'm honestly really thinking they're really just trying to keep this quiet. And I think it's just a lot of reporters just trying to really grab at straws. Like, I yeah. really think that's what it is. I think they're yeah. taking any little little detail they can get because they got to get their clicks. They got to get their, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they got a business to run themselves. These reporters here on X and, you know, Twitter, they do. whatever you want to call it. Um, they got to get their information like Andy Martino, you know, going on SMY. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just kind of rambling about just he's kind of going all these different directions. And that's mm-hmm. really honestly the way I'm feeling about the whole thing. I think it's yeah. very tight sealed. Right. And and the reason I say that and not to be biased, but. Whenever the Red Sox are extremely quiet, that I'm not saying that they're going to land Yamamoto, of course, but when in the past, when they have been quiet and you're not really hearing any news, that tells me they're really working on something. Not saying they're going to land him, but that kind of just makes me think because he is the one holding up the market right now. And so the Red Sox, you know, they don't really have to go worry about Montgomery right now or Blake Snell or any of those other pictures on the market because mm-hmm. Yamamoto is holding the whole thing up. So, that kind of just tells me from a Red Sox fan perspective, seeing how they've operated in the past, that there's probably, they don't really want to say all that much, right? Cause they're really trying to see if they can get something done. Will they at this rate? Who Probably not. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think at this point, but I really do think it's more these reporters trying to just get anything out there that they can. Shout out to uh, Mike Stark raving sports in the chat. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Um, good luck to your Mets with this whole situation. Uh, uh, Mike with the comment, these men on screen are our two dads. I'm, I don't think, I don't think I'm mature enough yet to be at that point. (laughs) Jim, you have, you definitely have earned. I am a dad. I am a dad, but the maturity is definitely in question. (laughs) It is a minute to minute situation. Um, I feel like. Yamamoto, so much of the information has been, like you said, uh, you have reporters, they have editors, they have bosses, they have people telling them Yamamoto's the hottest thing out there. Find a story, find something to talk about, pull it together, top three landing spots for Yamamoto. And then you have the next element to it. What's the pivot? You, you, we, we're seeing some of that out there too. We're seeing the, what does this team do if they don't get Yoshinobu Yamamoto. So it, I, I kind of feel like, and, and it doesn't, it really doesn't make sense to me because it's not on the same scale as Otani, but I feel like Yamamoto's holding up the market. And for the pitching market, certainly. Uh, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, uh, they may choose to wait until after this deal is done um, to get yeah. their deals. But we're not seeing 
any real movement with 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 these big bats. Cody Bellinger is still out there. Teoscar Hernandez is still out there. J.D. Martinez is still out there. Justin Turner, rumored talking to the Mets, but he's still out there. Matt Chapman, we're getting nothing on Matt Chapman. It has been a very quiet offseason, and I, after Otani, that was the reasoning in my mind, but now I'm wondering if it's Yamamoto. Do, do you think there's any chance, even a slim one, that these teams that are in on Yamamoto are so focused on him that it is basically back in Otani mode where the market is kind of on hold until Yamamoto makes his decision. 100%. Yeah. I, I think it's like, he's the prize right now. Yeah. And of course these teams that are, you know, involved, they're some of the, you know, the biggest markets out there, right? Both yeah. New York teams, got San Francisco in there, obviously the Dodgers in there, Red Sox, mm -hmm. Phillies, right? Big mm -hmm. market teams with money to throw around. So these other players, they don't want to go anywhere until Yamamoto comes off the board because when Yamamoto comes off the board, well, let's say you got six teams in there. Well, now you got five other teams that are going to be like, oh, well, crap. Well, we need a guy, right? Oh, Jordan Montgomery's right there, right? So yep. that's only going to benefit them to just wait. So – yeah, of course. I mean, these guys are just standing back and just waiting. We did hear a little bit about Blake Snell uh, today from Heyman, I believe, you know, with the Angels. But what I think that is, is just, you know, yeah, the Angels, like they're not really in the Yamamoto sweepstakes. So they can right. kind of maneuver around. So they're probably just making a phone call. Like, mm -hmm. hey, man, you know, how you doing? Because we've seen the Angels connected with Blake Snell. So they're probably just making a phone call. Hey, how you doing? It's been a couple mm -hmm. weeks, you know, just checking in. Yeah. Just waiting. Yeah. Yamamoto. All right. We'll call you back. All right. So we'll call you, you back. Know, you know, we haven't forgotten about you. Just making yeah. sure you're, you know, still, you're still good. So yeah, no, he's, he's absolutely holding up the market right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, and when you look at the timing of everything, we got Christmas in a matter of a few days, right. You got to remember he's obviously from Japan traveling, so sure that's involved. I'm sure there's other things that he's doing. There's been videos, you know, of him training and whatnot that he's been mm -hmm. posting, you know, that have been popping up on X, like him throwing bullpen sessions. So I'm sure there's stuff that he's doing there, right? He's also got to get ready for a season two. So we got to think about that as well. So, you know, I think there's just a lot of factors coming into it. You know, we saw today with, uh, there were some reports out there that the Red Sox, I guess, never got that second meeting. Will there be a meeting? We don't know. You know, same thing with the Phillies. Will there be another meeting with the Phillies? You know, you do have that one period after Christmas, you know, between Christmas and New Year's where maybe there could be some other meetings there. Who knows? Maybe in a third meeting with, you know, Yankees, Mets, mm -hmm. you know, Dodgers, you know, perhaps. Um, yeah. Because we were seeing those reports also. Um Yankee guy, or at least I think he's Yankee guy. I can't remember the name exactly, but saying we could be waiting until the new year for him to sign. So yeah, you kind of just weigh everything. Yeah. You know, he's definitely holding up the market and I think it could be a little bit longer before yeah. we, you know, cause we, we saw coming into this week, Hey, we're probably going to see something this week, but we're not really getting all that much. Maybe we will. Maybe it's just that quiet right now. Maybe we are getting somewhere near the end. Either way, no one knows anything, and uh, it's, it's a little frustrating. That's that's the best way to put it. Yeah, timing is a complete guess. You're going to hear some people saying it's this week. You'll some, hear some people saying maybe the weekend, maybe it's after. It is, it is all over the place. There was a piece put out today. I think it might have been. It was John Morosi. Again, take 
take things from John Morosi with a grain of salt at this point, everybody. Take take <laughs> things from everybody not named Jeff Passan. Put a little bit of doubt in whatever you hear if it's not Jeff Passan at this point. No disrespect to anybody, but look, Jeff Passan's at the finish line. Everybody else is 5, 10, 30, 50 yards from the finish line. Um, Yoshinabu Yamamoto has a strong desire to pitch on the biggest stage mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball. I think that is something is is Yankee Stadium the biggest stage is Dodger Stadium the biggest stage is any stage that Otani's on is the biggest stage kind of something interesting that we got from John Morosi earlier today but again it it does seem like San Francisco, Boston, Philly, Toronto they're going to be watching um Mets are reaching just feels like it's new york or it's the dodgers at this point well you're Um, talking biggest stage well the dodgers had the most attendance last year so right right if you want to look at it from that point of view exactly we're third so Mm -hmm. i i i don't know you know and the mets obviously you know obviously a big fan base there as well lots of money to throw around so yeah hearing these three teams will it come down to them what you know, bigger stage is there than the World Series? So he's that's what I'm going, saying, you know, he's going to pick a team. He's going to pick a team that he thinks will be in the World Series every year or be pushing for the World Series every year. And that is the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets. So then maybe he's got to figure out okay, of those three, who's most likely? Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The New York Yankees have won Soto for one season. And after that, I don't know what they're going to look like. The Dodgers have Otani, Betts, Freeman locked up. They have a great young pitching staff locked up. Tons of control. They'll have money because of Otani's contract. They'll have me. They'll have Tyler Glass now. Look, I mean, from a roster perspective, Yankees can push the, the conversation this year because of Soto. But moving forward, you don't know what Soto's going to do. And the Mets still have work to do, bringing up their prospects and getting them. And they're not prospects anymore, but bringing up their younger players and showing that the lineup with Lindor and Alonzo and McNeil and Nimmo can compete with what the Dodgers can do. So. Yeah, the biggest stage that's open. That that is that's subjective. Whatever you view as the biggest stage, let's let's get our get let's get on our own little stage here and let's do our free agent draft. So we're gonna take five minutes. We're gonna have some fun here. Here's how it works, and feel free to comment live in the chat. Those of you that are with us on YouTube on who should be the number one pick. I'm gonna give the number one pick to Robbie. 
Robbie gets the number one pick. Then it are comes we, to me. We'll go back and forth. We're going so are we to gonna, are we going to count Yamamoto? Like, or yes. are we just so yes. tired? Oh, of he's in. Of Yamamoto. Does he count? Yes, he counts. All right, he counts. So yeah. we're going to go five rounds, and we are filling out our team. We have a team full of scrubs. We have a team full of replacement players. Think of war. We are trying to think of the rest of our team and we have five more spots to fill and we can fill them with the free agent class. After our free agent draft, we're going to get into free agent news. Andrew McCutcheon's back in Pittsburgh, so we cannot draft him. I don't think we would have anyway, but I'm glad to see McCutcheon back in Pittsburgh. We're going to get into some free agent talk. We're going to get into some trade buzz. Should the Blue Jays trade for Jonathan India? Things like that and some Corbin Burns chatter today. We're going to get into that as soon as we finish our free agent draft. So let's go. I've explained the rules. Five rounds. We're going to go back and forth. Robbie, you are up first, sir. Who are you going with? Well, thank you. I mean, well, yeah, I'm going Yamamoto. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got to go with the top guy on the the list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, Yamamoto, man. I mean, absolutely. If he didn't count, if he didn't count, I would... Honestly, I'd probably go Jordan Montgomery, to be completely honest with you. I I like the consistency of Mm -hmm. Jordan Montgomery. Um, But if I got Yamamoto on the board, then I'll I'll go with him. I'll go with Mm -hmm. him. Now, I do think I'm going to go. This is where I'm tough because do we go pitcher? Now, you can do two pitchers. Like I said, we're we're filling out our roster. If you want to fill out a a super rotation like the Dodgers are trying to do, be my guest. Okay, so don't don't think that just because – uh, Robbie drafted Yamamoto. He's not going to take any more starting pitchers. I, I just I'll put that out there. So we um, get two pictures and two. Can, what, it was two pictures. We're filling out a roster. So if you want to fill out right now, your rotation, you got five crummy. Well, now you have, you have four crummy starting pitchers. <laughs> Do you want to have two or three? You could go three starting pitchers. If you okay, want to go okay, pitching right, cool. You can kind of fill out however you want. I am going to. I think I'm also going to take a pitcher. And I hate that I'm going to take the guy that you just said, but I'm going to take the guy that you just said because I trust him more than I trust Blake Snell. We've seen Blake Snell reach those heights. We've also seen Blake Snell come down more than a few notches. But Montgomery feels like the steady play here. I'm going to go Montgomery with my uh, with my first pick. Who you have with your second pick? Oh, oh wait, go real quick. We have a super chat. Um, you're gonna go Cody Bellinger next? Yeah, gotta go Bellinger here, man. Uh, absolutely. I mean, when you look at just the remaining bats on the board, like I'm just looking here, and it's like, yep. I mean, you got some. You got Chapman. I'm looking at Chapman more for the defense. To be completely honest with you, it gives you some pop. Mm-hmm. You know, you got some DH types. You, know, you got someone like Jorge Soler. You know, you got Justin Turner, JD Martinez. Right. You got those kind of bats. Um, but to me, I, I think you got to go with the overall best hitter. And I got to go Cody Ballinger, man. I'm going to take a guy that I think is going to have a better offensive year in mm. 2024 than Cody Ballinger. Mm. I, and again, there's still some good pitching available here. Can anybody guess? Those of you that are live with me in the chat, I'll give you like five seconds to try to get a guess in. A bat that is going to perform better than Cody Bellinger next season. Not throughout the life of Cody's contract. Cody could maybe have some monster years. 
Wolfpack is saying Jock Peterson. Solaire, that's close. Fabian's got it. I'm going to go J.D. Martinez. Ooh, I like it. I think J.D. Martinez, he was so good last year, and I think there is another year or two, and putting him in a lineup, now I'm going to have to give him somebody to protect him in my lineup, but I really like J.D. Martinez. I think from what 2024 could be, I think J.D. Martinez is the safest bet. Jorge Soler might hit 40 home runs, but he also might hit 15 and hit, you know, 220. Uh, I like J.D. Martinez in my second pick. Who are you going to go with your third pick? Uh, well, um, I thought, you know, you were going to go. I thought I thought maybe you were going to go another picture there. But since you didn't take him, I'm, I'm going to take Blake Snell. You know, okay, I've got I got some good stuff in the rotation right now with mm-hmm. Yamamoto, Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a bat with Cody Bellinger. I'm liking my team so far. Liking my team. I like. I'm glad that you did that because I'm going to go out and get the best pitcher on the board. Maybe period. Period. I'm getting Josh Hader. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to take Josh Hader with my pick. So I got a starter. I got it. the best bat. I got a closer. Those are my first three. We got two more picks each. We did have a couple super chats come in real quick. I'll let Robbie, I'll think about, let you think about who your fourth pick might be. We'll read off these super chats. Lamar Lackey. I still think Yamamoto is going to be another Dice K. All right. Thank you for the donation. Uh, Lamar. Yeah, it was your World Series the first year. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see, Lamar with a uh, Lamar with a super chat. Why the Giants don't trade for Mike Trout? Because it's hard for the Giants to sign a big free agent. No one can trade for Mike Trout right now, Lamar. The contract, the age, the injuries lately. Um, and then one more from Lamar. Uh, Robbie, you had me dying on how you was cracking up about Otani not being on the plane. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny for some. Is easily one of the best moments in channel history. Yeah. It, it honestly wasn't it, that definitely killed me. Right. But it was the next tweet that I read of, oh, I, I don't remember Nightingale's? what the name was. Say it again. Was it Nightingale? No, not Bob. No. Who, who else was, did you have? Nightingale did the original tweet. He's not yep. on the plane, whatever. There was another guy, the guy who said that there was going to be uh, the press conference. Oh, that at, blew that Toronto account from who, whoever the hell knows who that is. I, the, don't, I, when, I don't know who that when is. When he retweeted Bob Nightingale's tweet of Otani's not on the plane and he just put interesting, I lost it. Like, I, <laughs> that, that was like just pure, like, curb your enthusiasm, like, right. the office vibes. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. That destroyed me. I couldn't breathe when I read that. Was, that was, that was, so, yeah. Oh, that was, so good. again, that was funny for some um let's let's continue number four you've got yamamoto bellinger and snell who are you gonna go with your number four pick well i guess i could use another bat if i want to keep things even you know i'm gonna go with a guy probably gonna end up getting like a one-year deal maybe an option with it maybe who knows possibly but he didn't play this past year and I think he's going to come back. He's going to have a good year. Reese Hoskins. I really think ah, Reese like Hoskins it. is a, a, a real candidate for a comeback player of the year. I, he just had a good year a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I like it. And honestly, if you put him in the right park, like if you put him at Fenway, I would love if the Red Sox signed him. I really would. You know, really. My goodness. Like put him in a park like that. Oh, mm-hmm. 30 home runs easily. 
So, yeah, Reese Hoskins. I'm going for a a bounce-back year from him. That is a solid pick. I I got my starter. I got a bat. I got my closer. I need to get another starter. I need another bat. I am going to grab... I'm going to grab another starter. I'm going to grab somebody that might miss the first couple of months of the season, but he's still a free agent. Clayton Kershaw. I think that I think we just had a sleep around there with Hoskins and what he could do and like Kershaw it. and what he could do. I think we I think we just had our sleep around there in round four. Uh we have one more pick. Again, you have Yamamoto and Snell anchoring your rotation. You got Belly out in center. You got Reese Hoskins at first. You have one more pick. Who are you going to go with? Comment in the chat who you think Robbie should go for his fifth and final pick here. Robbie, know, everyone. who what do you think? I, 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 I got a guy. I got a guy. You got. You got. Are you going? Are you going to go bullpen? Are you going to? Are you going to stout out the rotation? Do you need another bat? Because maybe there's some options there. Uh, Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Jack Peterson again. Chapman. Trevor says Chapman. Jesse Ventura. Hicks. I didn't even think about Jordan Hicks, Justin Turner. That could be a good one from David. Who, who are you going to go with your final pick, Robbie? You know, I have two options here. Mm-hmm. I have two options. I'm going to close this out yeah. with a closer. Okay. Do I want to go the funny route, sort of the biased route, or, but also a guy that did pretty well last year in the second half? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. do I want to go with a guy who's got all the velocity, he's on the younger side, mm-hmm. probably a better pick. But you know what? We're having fun. I'm gonna. I'm just going to finish this on a fun note. Do it. Give me Ryan Brazier. You know, Ryan Brazier, he was amazing with the Dodgers in the second half. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to okay. carry that momentum from his second half into a good year. Ryan Brazier, welcome back to my team, buddy. Welcome okay. back. Uh, I'm looking at my team, and I realize I have taken – Three pitchers and I have one bat. What am I doing? I need another bat. I need a bat that can protect J.D. Martinez. It is really down to Teoscar Hernandez, uh, Jorge Soler, Justin Turner. Who do I think is going to have the best season out of that group of players? Oh, how could I forget? Joey Gallo is a free agent. Huh? He's still playing. He is still an active member of the players union. So wow. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Good luck to Joey Gallo. I'm going to go. I'm just scouring through to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. Turner was nice. And again, we're working on a one year deal. That's the beauty of this. This is just for 2024. So it doesn't matter if I'm, I'm, I'm assembling an old man squad here. I'm going to go to Oscar Hernandez. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go add a ton of strikeouts to my lineup and I'm gonna grab Teoscar Hernandez. So those are the five. Robbie's got Yamamoto, Bellinger, Snell, Hoskins, and Brazier. I have Montgomery, JD Martinez, Hayter, Kershaw, and Teoscar Hernandez on my team. Again, those were the five that we could add to our club of scrubs. I like we that. Gotta get actually. a poll going. Who's love- whose team? Whose team wins 
in, in a in a in a one game take all championship. We gotta get a poll going. Gotta get a poll. I can, I can I can do this. Can we do a poll? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, he put the Who graphic wins? there too. Yeah. Let's go. I I, I want to do. All right, here's what I'm going to try to do for those of you that. Robbie, while I am typing this out, uh, keep the poor uh, listeners that have no interest. Hey, hey, there. Producer Evan, shout out to Producer Evan. Put the teams on the screen so I don't have to try to build them into the poll. I love it. So we're going to go, who wins? Robbie, Team Robbie. We also just got a, a bomb of a super chat. From, from the legend Jeff Graw himself, my Jeff, goodness. Jeff with a fifty dollar bomb, man, Brazier. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you, my friend. Jeff has been around for the last since I started the channel. My goodness, he dropped like a hundred bucks. Like my, it was my first ever like big super chat. I fell, out, I literally fell out of my chair. Jeff remembers. Um, yeah, he says here, Brazier is a genius pick. Thank you, I appreciate that. It, I, I think I started strong with yep. it, and yep. I think I just I, I might have just ru- honestly ruined my team, you know, because no, I, 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 if I can't close out the game, I don't know. Brazier, you better you better keep it up for me, my friend. I'm just saying. according according to the votes, um, Ryan Brazier is is carrying you <laughs> to a victory here because it is seventy two percent Robbie. 28% me. Nobody, I mean, I had the I, first pick. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's, it's, I, it's I a, there's, the a, there's a lot of Yamamoto bias coming from the chat, and I don't like it. I don't like right. it. Clean it up, everybody. Let's go here. Yamamoto, it's a different size ball. It's a different size mound. It's a different level of competition. Yamamoto's going to be Dice K. I don't know. I'm saying a bunch of bad things now, and I take them all back. Uh, but we'll Robbie. Have do, we'll have to do this for next time where – I mean, it'd be kind of complicated to put it together, but where you have like the, uh, like the tiered point system, like you got, you Mm -hmm. can pick, you get like, you got like 30 points to play with and the top players, they're going to be worth like 15 points where you can't just go out there and just pick whoever. Oh yeah. 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 I know what you mean. You have to be strategic with the way you use your points that Mm -hmm. we should, maybe we should try that one time. I think that could be fun. That's a good, that's, that's, that's a good idea. We're going to bring guys through the off season. Uh, we're going to certainly, as we get to the really, you think it's slow right now? Check back on like February 1st, guys, when everybody is off the board and we're praying for some trade news. Uh, we're going to fill the time with content like this. So uh, we will be thinking of new and different ways to talk about players at the time at the moment and things like this where we do these uh a free agent draft we'll bring some different uh ways to talk about the game to the table as we continue on and, and when it slows down it is going to be the main focus lamar with another super chat uh let's see I, I might be the only mets fan that don't want yamamoto i'd rather spend that money on solaire montgomery hater all three of them could you get all? Th- I don't think you could get all three of them for that, but maybe you could get two of them. And sure, you would be Lamar. Uh, that's that's a solid, that's a solid uh, thought process right there. Let's go. Let's get into sure. the next element. Let's talk about. Let's start with the since we were just talking about free agents doing a free agent draft. Let's talk about the latest in free agency. Some of the dealings. Some of the 
rumors that are out there. We had Martin Perez to the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday. Solid Red move. Sox legend. That's exactly solid move. If he can recapture that 2022 form, he'd be <laughs> great. And maybe they can trade him and get something nice. You've got, uh, you had Tom Murphy going to the San Francisco Giants. Blake Sables going back down to the minors to get some more seasoning. Uh, Joey Bart might be done in San Francisco with that move. <laughs> Today you had Andrew McCutcheon signing yep. with the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is, a, again, very, Pittsburgh. Toronto Blue Jay fans, you want to say do something? We talked, we opened with that. Look at Kansas City. Look at Pittsburgh. They're doing things. Uh, obviously, these are easier deals to execute, but we've had a little bit of activity going on in the free agent market. We have some rumors as it pertains to Marcus Stroman uh, and Blake Snell, both engaged in some conversations with the Angels. Love to get your thoughts on that as well. Uh, Robbie, we've got the Blue Jays as the favorite for Cody Bellinger. We got a ton of stuff of everything that sort of popped up. The 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 Marlin the Mariners are aggressive for Solaire. Of everything that sort of popped up, maybe from a rumor perspective, uh, we sort of recapped some of the small moves, but from the rumor perspective, because that's where the big names are. What are you buying? Is is as the most interesting. A uh, piece of news or, or or piece of rumor. It's just hard right now because there's not really a whole lot going on. The there's one we keep seeing Blake Snell's name up or name pop up a couple of times, and we keep yeah. seeing the Angels attached to him, and we've seen the Giants as well attached to them. Bob Nightingale had said in his uh, he always drops like a whole ton of things that he's hearing into his like Sunday article or whatever. He had listed the Giants as a favorite there. Um, see, I think immediately, I just really want Yamamoto to come off the board. Yeah. Because I honestly really think as soon as he comes off, I think you could see Snell possibly even sign the next day. Like, I, I think Agreed. he's ready to go, right? It's just a matter of just seeing what that final total is going to be with Yamamoto, mm -hmm. but then also seeing what teams are going to come after him. So... You know, when it comes to Yamamoto's market, I don't see the, you know, let's say the Yankees miss out on him. I don't see the Yankees going after Blake Snell. Just doesn't feel like a fit to me after just signing Rodon last offseason. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Snell is really a guy they would go after. I don't see the Mets really going after Snell. I don't know. I, I just don't, mm. I don't see them going after. I see those two teams going after Yamamoto mainly just because of obviously the ace potential, but the age as right. well. So Snell to me, you know, already 30 now, I, I just don't see those two teams really doing it. Could the Red Sox maybe get involved? Yeah, but he has the qualifying offer. And I wonder if the Red Sox would see him as like a plan A kind of a guy where I could see Jordan Montgomery being more of that. Well, plan A is Yamamoto, but that plan B I could see being Montgomery because he doesn't have the, uh, the draft pick, right? They would have to give up. After, right. uh, because he has the qualifying or he does not have the qualifying offer. So a lot of the, the, the Dodgers, could you see them go after Snell West coast? I wouldn't count it out necessarily, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. Like, fit wise, it doesn't feel like it's there, but I think they could make a phone call if they miss out on Yamamoto. Sure. So basically I'm just, I'm excited to see what happens with Snell. And then we just heard something else with him today. I really do think there's a strong chance 
the angels there's if there's a feeling there you yeah. know where we've seen them when they need to just go drop some bucks they'll do it and they're kind of in an odd place right now where they kind of have to make some kind of a move to really uh help out that fan base a little bit so we'll yeah. see but yeah that's kind yeah. of the that's the one story i noticed in the last couple of days besides yabamoto so what about you they need they the, the angels need to put a new banner up they just took one down they need to put a new one up like now would be a nice banner um I I was fascinated to see the Cody Bellinger favorites for the Blue Jays. And that one, even though Bob was just out with, with, with uh, we'll call it words of wisdom after the Otani sweepstakes debacle uh, by, by some in, in the media, uh, talking about a lot of this information comes from agents. A lot of it is used for leverage. It's talking about the Blue Jays being the favorite from Cody Bellinger because unless that's if that's his gut, then that's then that's his gut. If that actually came from somewhere, then he's being used for leverage. I, I will I will assume that we will, maybe we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's his gut. If it's an agent, it feels like it is one hundred percent leverage because why? Now the Cubs, they're not the Cubs are not linked to Yamamoto, but they were to Otani. Otani's been off the board for over a week now. It's like yeah. nine, ten days. Why haven't the Cubs gone and locked up Cody Bellinger? Are they dragging their feet? Are was Bob used to indirectly get to the Dodge or not the Dodgers, but the Cubs to get that offer up? Because maybe the Blue Jays do have the high offer, but Cody doesn't want to go there. Cody wants to go back to Chicago. I don't know. That one kind of was an interesting. That was interesting to me because this has really been the the the, the story to this offseason feels like you know if you were to if you were to chapter this thing out one of the main chapters would be Blue Jays used for leverage and it feels like it's happening again with Cody Bellinger. Um let me throw this to you this is coming from Big Business with a super chat a minute ago. Uh when will the Rangers do something I feel like the holes are glaring and the players are out there. Let me so that's big men. This is super chat. Thank you for that. I'm going to throw this to you though, Robbie on mm. that point. What are the Rangers going to do with this TV deal? It's obviously a real thing. The, the, the Cleveland is looking at a problem. They're talking about trade Naylor. Uh, you had Padres trading Soto, trying to get down under a threshold. Now talking about a $200 million budget, taking out a loan. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. The Rangers are looking at a rough spot. Can the with the Scherzer news feels like they got to go hard for Montgomery. What, what do you see the Rangers doing with everything that's swirling around the TV deal, the holes that they have, what we all predicted them to do here on December 19th with everything we know now, what do you see the Rangers doing? I wonder if they go the trade route. I mean, they got prospects that mm -hmm. they got some guys, you know, you got, Someone in their system like, you know, Foscu, right? Yeah. You got some pieces there yeah. near the top. We've seen Jack Leiter mentioned in trade rumors. Uh, if you go back to the deadline, it wasn't, we weren't really seeing his name at that time, but we've seen, I, I believe it was like a few weeks ago or a month ago. I can't remember exactly when I read it, but this offseason, we saw that Jack Leiter had been possibly dangled at the deadline in front of mm -hmm. other teams. So I wonder if they could revisit possibly including him in a package and hey one guy i would love for the red sox to land 
I don't know if they're really going to be able to do it, but I wonder if Corbin Burns could be an option for them, right? You got that a one year rental basically where, yeah, you know, they're going to have to pay him something, you know, with the arbitration and whatnot, but maybe that's the route they go if they can't really offer that much as, as Jordan Montgomery really wants. So I could definitely see them going after someone like Corbin Burns. And personally, I think they match up in a trade better with the Milwaukee Brewers because they do have, you know, some infielders, right. And, you know, you got even someone like Duran who could move around a little bit. So I think they do line up pretty well with a Corbin Burns trade, honestly, because when you think of the Brewers, their outfield is pretty much set, right? You got Trio, you Mm got uh, Yelich, you got Frelick. So I think honestly, the Brewers, I mean, if you look at the Red Sox, right. The one piece the Red Sox could dangle if they were to try and trade for a pitcher would be Jaron Duran. But the yep. problem with the Brewers, they, they don't need Jaron Duran. Nope. So that's where I think the Rangers, they could be a fit there. I think mm-hmm. that could be a pretty good, really, you know, if you really look at the rotation as it is now, there's a lot of health problems going on, right? You know, Evaldi, he's always got something going on. Gray, mm-hmm. you know, he's always got some bumps going on with him. Scherzer obviously out. Corbin Burns, this guy's been, you know, not just good, but a workhorse too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, could they maybe just pivot to that? Like a one year, you know, see what can happen maybe next off season, maybe try and get him signed to an extension. Who knows? Yep. Um, but that's one route I could see them going. If not Burns and maybe some other guys out there too. Maybe you could yep. go, you know, maybe go that Jesus Lazardo route, right? Marlins, they could use some bats. You know, maybe you could somehow go get Jesus Lazardo. Yeah, one of the younger guys like a Braxton Garrett, maybe, you know, maybe you can go to the A's, maybe do like a Paul Blackburn. That's not the sexiest move, but, you know, I think they are probably better going after a trade. In my yeah. Opinion. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. We are going to dig more into the trade buzz. Typically at this point, this is where we would say to the rewatch viewers, you're going to have to go check out the podcast. I'm not going to do that this time. We're going to let this roll all the way through today, but I'm going to need you to do me a favor. Replay viewers and live stream viewers do this for the replay viewers. Make sure you get to your preferred podcast provider and subscribe to the barreled up podcast. There is content over there that is only over there. And there will be future contents that Robbie and I are working on that are it only lives on the podcast. So make sure so you don't miss any of the conversation between me and Robbie, between Robbie and I and our guests. Make sure to subscribe to the Barreled Up podcast. Help us grow that thing. Rate, review it, share it, tell your friends about it. Let's We, we have built a – Robbie and I are, are truly grateful for the communities that we have built on YouTube. I mean, it, it is phenomenal. Um, we are trying to build a similar community like that with the podcast barreled up be a part of that you're part of the communities on youtube would love you to be a part of it on the podcast so again we're going to roll through we're going to continue talking about trade buzz um the corbin burns thing is interesting i also saw burns could be a pivot for the dodgers if they don't land yamamoto if Yamamoto, let's go down a road where Yamamoto ends up on the Mets. Let's just do that for funsies. Um, Where is Corbin Burns playing 
on opening day. You, with everything you just you just talked about, Corbin Burns, which, which made a ton of sense, with the Dodgers maybe getting aggressive. Um, where's Corbin Burns, in your opinion, Robbie? Where's he playing on opening day? I mean, I, I think the more we're going to have to wait and see how the next couple of weeks go, the next few weeks, see what happens there with some mm-hmm. of these free agents, see where they end up going. No matter what, I think Burns, you're going to have to wait until some of these guys come off the board. Then I think teams will go after him. And I think the Brewers are in a really good place right now. And it's a good thing that they go every year with the, go into every single year with the mentality. We want to win, right? Mm -hmm. Because, Hey, nothing wrong with going out there and trying to win, right? Putting a competitive team on the field, but it's also leveraged by default, right? Because, you know, they're letting these teams know yeah, we're not going to, you know, just give up this guy easily, right? And I think that's a good approach to take. Uh, I think it's pretty smart on their part to always go into a season thinking that way. And I think with Burns, the more time, I don't know, like the more time that goes by, maybe it's just because it's slow. Maybe it's, I don't know, it's 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 kind of cold out here right now. I'm wondering if he just ends up staying, right? Maybe the lack of activity is making me think he won't go anywhere, but then all of a sudden mm. stuff picks up. Who knows? Maybe Burns goes somewhere. But I think once you see the market unfold a little bit, you start hearing some different things. There's definitely a chance he can get moved. But I really Mm -hmm. think with the Brewers, it's going to take the right package. I I think they're going to want, at least in my opinion, if it were me, I would want a cost-controlled pitcher in return, someone that I can have in my rotation for the next few years. You probably would like to have you know, at least a decent offensive player that's also under control, come back. No matter what you get for Burns, I definitely think they're going to want major league-ready guys. So it's not like any team is going to be the perfect fit. Like I mentioned, the Red Sox. I don't think the Red Sox are necessarily the perfect fit for them because when you look at the pieces involved, yes, they have high-value pieces that number-wise, sure, could get a deal done on, let's say, baseball trade values. But the fits aren't really all that great. Like I said, the Brewers, they don't really need outfield guys. So Jaron Duran wouldn't really be a guy that they would want. And the Red Sox, what do they have when it comes to some infielders? I mean, you have someone like an Emmanuel Valdez, Nick York in the minor leagues, though. Do the Brewers want that? I don't Mm -hmm. don't really think so. You know, you got like someone like Cutter Crawford that you could send back, who I think is pretty underrated. I can already see people in the chat already probably going to blast me thinking, oh, is that Red Sox bias? But no, Kirk Crawford, I think, would be a piece that teams wouldn't mind having for the back end of their rotation. You know, is that really the best piece that the Brewers would want, though? I don't I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I don't think the the Red Sox line up all that well. I hope they get him. If they don't get Yamamoto, I'd love for the Red Sox to get him. But realistically, I mentioned, I said the Rangers earlier, I think they're a much better fit. Sure, the Dodgers, but they also just unloaded Pepio. So will the Brewers look at the Dodgers, you know, young pictures that they have and be interested in that? I don't know. You know, I, no matter yeah. where he ends up going, I think they're going to have to give up a cost-controlled picture, mm-hmm. a decent hitter. Could you see the Braves maybe where they have a couple of decent pieces, right? They've been connected with Cease. If that doesn't work out, could they mm-hmm. pivot there? Yep. Go after Corbin Burns. You do have a Vaughn Grissom that you could send back. You have a Bryce Elder or oh, yeah. Palmer that you could send back. You know, maybe that could be a pretty decent fit. So I, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to, and I think there is more of a chance that Cease gets moved first 
mm. if he does get traded simply just because he has that extra year of control where Burns is a rental. So yeah, either way, I rambled there for a while. No, but, you, but you're right. It's going to be it's gonna be a little while. If Burns does get moved, you're going to have to wait a little bit, the, I think. The, the timing of it is one element. The other element is that finding the right trade partner. And, and a, a couple of those trade partners might be wrapped up with Yamamoto right now. And we don't know when that's going to happen. Then even after Yamamoto yeah. may pivot to the Montgomery's, the Snell's, the Imanagas, who we haven't even talked about, but he'd be a great uh, pivot move for some of these teams. The, the Orioles feel like the team for Corbin Burns. They are perfect. Um, they're all, they're also great. And we'll talk about Jesus Lazardo in, in two seconds. I'll, I'll, I'll use this to, to sort of swing us to the Lazardo piece. But when you think about what the Orioles are looking at, they, the Orioles have still a pitcher who I believe has a high ceiling, but just has for whatever reason, failed to launch in Baltimore in DL hall and yeah. DL hall. If you trade for Corbin Burns, DL hall is pitching out of the bullpen again. Um, now I understand Corbin Burns be a one-year thing. DL Hall has all the years of control, but look, who's to say DL Hall's ever going to click in Baltimore? Send him to Milwaukee. Send him to Milwaukee. Send him to Milwaukee with a bat or two. Austin Hayes. Um, I don't think you want to go as far as Santander, but I do think you can start putting pieces together because Jordan Westberg even. Westberg would be an interesting one. They're going to have a log jam at middle infield. The Orioles will rather suit. Now, the good news is a lot of middle infielders, the shortstop specifically, they're the most, they're the most athletic on the team. And so you can maybe shift them around to other positions if their size is right. But I think the Orioles are a great trade partner for Burns. And I think they're also a great, and, and the Braves are too. You brought up the Braves. They'd be perfect. I think they are gunning for cease but if that didn't happen the only element is they got to get burns locked up they're not going to trade for him and not have an extension ready to go um but lazardo was another player that has crept up onto our sort of trade radar and almost immediately overnight we started hearing rumors for from from cubs outlets and from yankees outlets that if the yankees fail on yamamoto then lazardo would be a great pivot which i I believe he would. Here's why Lazardo is maybe even, well, is more attractive than Corbin Burns. Obviously, there's three years of control. Jesus Lazardo is a, Jesus Lazardo got ball and chained to that fourth year of arbitration. So he still has three years of control. That's one element. And additionally, the Marlins are saddled with an Abisail Garcia contract that I think they would love to get out of. And when you start playing around with baseball trade values, you can find a very palatable trade for Jesus Lizardo, those three years of control. If you take on that Abisel Garcia money, you don't have to give up as much in terms of prospect capital than you would if it was just a straight-up deal. Jesus Lizardo is great for the Cubs, great for the Yankees, Great for the Baltimore Orioles as well. Do you think uh, we do have a super chat coming from? We have two that came in real quick. Let me just get to this real quick. Big business circling back to the Rangers. I know you're talking about the TV deal hindering the Rangers, but Ray Davis can float a year. Right. You do have the element of these teams. It may take a year or two to sort of reassess. Thank you, big business, for, for highlighting that. 
Uh, and Lamar, do you think the Ronald Acuna Jr. regret signing that contract from the Braves a few years ago? He would have been a free agent next year. I, I do think that has bothered him. He fired his agent. Um, so obviously he didn't feel too good about it. So yeah, I think there's something there, but I also think he's, I think the Braves are going to take care of him. Um, and there's, and there's no worries there. They're just waiting to get closer to the end of that contract where they can drop 300 mil on him. Uh, so, all right, let's get back to super chats again. Thank you guys. Let's get back to Jesus Lazardo. Do you think Lazardo is getting dealt this off season? And if you do, do you think it's one of those three teams or could you see someone else coming into play? Well, he's got three years of control. That's a lot of control yeah. right there. He's going to cost you a lot. Yeah. He had a really good year last year. He was starting in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, people, for, people forget the Marlins. They actually made the playoffs. $60 so, million dollar value on baseball trade value. Huge, yeah. huge value. If he does, you know, again, it's going to take the – of course, it always takes the right place. But, we you know, we're talking about fits. We're talking about, you know, the values, right? It's not just about, you know – People like to a lot, you know, rag on BTV because you know they think you can just kind of plug in numbers and just because the numbers line up, that means it's a good trade. No, like it just if you line up the numbers on there, you know, one side is sixty, the other side is sixty. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a good trade, right? You have to right. look at team philosophies, team needs. Players are valued differently on both sides. You know, it, it's and it's always changing. It's always dynamic, right? Where Values can go up, values can go down. Teams will have different needs. So it's interesting. With Lazardo, $60 million of value is a lot. But if there were some teams out there, and again, with the Marlins, I think something that they really could use is a bat, right? They could definitely yeah. use, I'd say, an upgrade at short. That could be something that's going to be pretty tough to try and go out there and get a shortstop. You got Brian De La Cruz in the outfield with Jesus Sanchez and Jess Chisholm. Could you maybe upgrade possibly a Jesus Sanchez or Brian De La Cruz? I honestly really think this might sound crazy, and I'm sorry to you know keep bringing up my Red Sox here, but I actually do think the Red Sox are a better fit to go after Jesus Lazardo than a Corbin Burns, right? Even though mm-hmm. Jesus Lazardo would actually cost a lot more like I told you earlier, the Brewers don't really need an outfielder. It's where that's where the Red Sox, yeah. are, Red Sox are very lefty heavy right now. Jaron Duran had himself a good season last year, really upped his value a lot. That could be the leading piece to go back to the Marlins. And you yeah. could build a package and try and land a Jesus Lazardo. The Red Sox are, they need starting pitching. So would the Marlins want Jaron Duran? I don't know. And they have been in reports lately uh, with the Royals that there was uh, some talks going on at the winter meetings with Vinny Pasquantino. So mm-hmm. naturally, would they focus on someone like a Tristan Casas where, you know, a very similar player? <laughs> so my guess is they would probably want Tristan Casas involved in a deal for Jesus Lazardo. I personally wouldn't do it. Um, but I think you definitely could see the Red Sox and the Marlins come together. They have talked before about trades, haven't fully yeah. come together, but I think there's a possibility for that this offseason. So yeah. we'll have to see. But Jesus Lazardo, it's interesting with the Marlins right now because they feel like they're in such limbo right now. You know, they they just in a weird you know, spot. changed the head of uh, uh, baseball operations there. So yeah. it's like, I don't even know what's going on with them. I don't know what to think. I, I don't know. But again, it's, it's this 
frozen off season right now. Yep. It's hard to really get an idea of what's going on, especially on the pitching side. That's hard right now. So I've got a Lazardo trade idea and with the Orioles, because I, I again, mm. I want the Orioles to improve their, their pitching as yeah. a blue Jay fan. I don't, but as MLB guy, I want to see something. Hey, I live in the Baltimore area. I want to go to some world series games and not have to drive like forever to get there. Yeah. So this would be great for me. I could turn this into a selfish, selfish move. You could, if you're Baltimore. Now, Baltimore cannot take Abisail Garcia's contract. That's not going to happen. They're not in that kind of position. However, they could trade Cedric Mullins, D.L. Hall, and their number 13 prospect, Judd Fabian. They may have to include another prospect, another low-level prospect, but on baseball trade values, that came out to a... 63 to 52, 63 for Lazardo, 52 for the Orioles, which is why, I mean, the Orioles may have to add one more prospect into it. Um, yeah. You could argue that maybe some players are overvalued or undervalued, but you're in the ballpark with that kind of an offer. The Orioles could trade Cedric Mullins away. And with the prospects they have coming up that are ready to slide into the outfield, I don't think they're going to miss him that much. I think they. I think if you trade Cedric Mullins out, let's just say you trade Cedric Mullins out, you don't know who you're getting back. How many wins is that going to cost you? One or two, maybe. If you yeah. bring Jesus Lazardo in, forget who's going out. Lazardo's coming in. How many wins is that going to bring you? I'm talking. I'm thinking five to ten. It is a must do. If you're the Orioles and that opportunity brings itself to you, it is not rumored. It is my own mouth talking about it. It's not coming from anywhere out of Baltimore. It's not coming from BAL or 98 rock or, uh, or, or what's their, the CBS station there. Uh, the fan, none of them coming from my own mouth. I think it could work. Um, let me get you. I want to get your thoughts in, in under, in under two minutes on this one, Jonathan India. Is he a good trade piece in your mind for the Toronto Blue Jays? Mind you, obviously the package is important. I think the Blue Jays turn their back on the Reds. If anything uber significant is required, I think you can get Jonathan India for a couple of mid-level pitching prospects on the top 25. Um, and Santiago Espinal, that's my trade, and it works out on baseball trade values. Do you think, do you like Jonathan India as a potential fit for Toronto? Yeah, why not? I, I, I like India, or yeah, like maybe the numbers aren't amazing across yeah. the board. Good on base percentage, though, doesn't chase a whole lot. He's a guy that's going to give you good at bats, and I, I think that's right. something you know. I love my stats and everything, but I also love those players that they give you good at bats. They're a tough out. Yep. India, I feel like, is a guy that would be nice for that lineup. And another thing with him, too, is he's just a good chemistry guy. And I feel like with the Blue Jays, I don't know, man. It feels like every year, you know, in hindsight, when you look back, you know, the Blue Jays, they always have a, a lot of expectations coming into the year. And then they just yep. always feel like a, a tight, or uptight team, you know, where it's like there, it's like there's so much pressure going on. I feel like India would be a nice presence for them, you know, mm -hmm. like just with what he brings to the clubhouse. You know, ask all the Reds fans out there; they love Jonathan India, all right? And he's been labeled as the heart and soul 
of point. the team. Good right. Point. I think it would be a really nice fit. I don't know why. I can just see him in a Blue Jays jersey, too. Think about um, the middle infield. Think about all that hair in the middle infield. Exactly. It kind of reminds me of Bo Bichette a little bit. Um, I don't know. Man. I just feel like he would be a really nice piece for them. Just it's, with that's what a good point. Plate, you know, and just You're, in the chemistry aspect. So I like the 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 whiff rate is 93rd percentile. His on-base percentage at the leadoff spot was 376 last year, yeah. despite a relatively mid to down kind of season for him. He still delivered a fantastic on-base percentage in that leadoff spot. Um, and and you're right about the Reds fan base. They love him. So the Blue Jays fan base that is maybe crapping on his defense, which I know it's yeah, there's already mm, someone in the chat doing it. So right. It's I understand the defense is not that great, but can defense be improved? I think it can. I think we have seen like players something, from year to year. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. It's like it's like yes, we have an offseason here. We're focused on free agent signings, trades, but do people also know that these guys can go into the shop they can go into the lab and they can kind of uh-huh. work on some things right uh-huh. they can go get some extra coaching on the side you know the offseason is not just about signing players and making trades right or hiring people in your front office these guys have a whole offseason to go and improve right mm-hmm. look at vlad jr's in the weight room he's losing weight you know people they i don't know they don't focus so much on what happened in the past year and look at what they can do to improve going into that next year. You know what I mean? So anyway, yep. sorry. No, I think, I think that's it. Like the defense needs to be worked on and that is certain, but I believe the blue Jays are starting to head into an era where they don't have a leadoff man, George Springer in the leadoff spot. How much longer is that going to last? I argue that maybe that time is done. Jonathan India could be the leadoff man with a 376 on base percentage. And I like that. I wouldn't mind Our- that. That would, right? That would be fantastic. James, we have a super chat coming in. All right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to hang out for another minute for those of you that are live and those of you listening to the pod. But for those watching the replay, this is where we are going to cut it. Got to cut it under an hour for YouTube. Otherwise, the algorithm is going to just give us double guns and, and, and we're done. So for the replay viewers, thank you for coming in and spending some time. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to Ball Cap Sports and Robbie Hyde on YouTube. Replay viewers, thank you. Uh, live viewers, we got a super chat coming in. You kept us going. This happens. We're ready to wind down, and then we get a super chat coming in, and we keep going. James, thank you for the $10 with the injury to Mets prospects. Ronnie Mauricio, could New York get involved with India? India at second, make the other outfield. College teammates with Alonzo could help with the extension talks. Interesting. The Mets, I haven't looked at the Mets for uh, for McNeil, so you're going to have to pardon me as I, as I pull that up. I don't know if that necessarily works, but maybe it does. Let's see. Second base right now is McNeil. The outfield, DJ Stewart is in left. That's not permanent. That could be Jeff McNeil. You've got, I mean, I guess it plays. Um, looking at... Some of these, please. I don't, I don't, Luis Anel Acuna might still be another year away. We'll see. Uh, but he slides into that middle infield when he's ready, right? Acuna is uh, second base. Lindor is shortstop very soon. So India, you got three years of Jonathan India. Maybe from that perspective, if you're tracking 
let's spend our assets where it matters most. Trading for Jonathan India doesn't really track because Acuna, if not in 2024, certainly 2025, is probably your starting second baseman. And Jonathan India is just in the way at that point. I don't think I would part with the prospects for uh, for India. And you may need you may need to move Mauricio uh, to left field at some point if if you're going to give uh, Alvarez or not Alvarez, but Beatty and Vientos. Uh, their shot, you may need to have, uh, and and again, Lindor's your shortstop. Mauricio may need to go to left field, so that um, a one-year guy. You need. I'm thinking if you're trading for a position player for a bat, think rental. If you're the Mets, in my opinion, do you uh, do do you agree with that? Does that track with you, Robbie? Yeah, I, I'd say yeah, I say for the most part. Okay, yeah. uh, Lamar with a comment. Uh, Super chat. Corbin Burns is not going to sign a contract extension if traded because uh, I, I think the Mets are going to sign him next year. I think it is unlikely that Corbin Burns signs a, signs a contract extension. I think he's out to make a, a a superior amount of money, and I think he needs to. I mean, look, look what's happening with Yamamoto. All you need. Are rumors that the Mets are in, and your and your and your price goes way up? Yeah, he did go on. He did go on foul territory today. He was talking with those guys. Uh, good show that they do over there. And I, it's honestly, I, I love how open he's being. Right, you mm-hmm. don't see that a lot with players where they're just like talking about going out into free agency and stuff while they're still like under contract. You don't ever really see it. So I, I appreciate yeah. Corbin Burns going on there today and talking. He pretty much made it sound like he wants to go to free agency, but there was a little sliver where he said, if, if you get blown away with an extension offer, then yeah, you could, you can basically talk about it. Right. So that's where, you know, with, with me, I personally think Corbin Burns is going to end up being like, I don't know, 34, 37 million AAV per year. I feel like that sounds about right. Like a seven year, like 260, yep. something like that. I, I think that sounds like a pretty fair range for what he has been. His value has been decreasing a little bit. His on-field value over the last three years, he was so good three years ago, mm-hmm. back in 21. 22 numbers went down a little bit, and this past year's numbers went down a little bit. But still, he's one, still one of the best pitchers in the game, even yeah. with – the numbers not being what they were back in 21. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, Corbin Burns, he's going to make a ton of money. And the only yeah. way, and especially with Boris as the agent, that's going to be hard. And the uh-huh. only way you're really going to be able to get any sort of conversation for an extension, if you just come right out of the gate and just said, hey, you know, 7250, can we start there? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if that happens though. So yeah. it's, it's because, you know, you're giving up so much leverage at that point, and then you're you're looking at maybe a contract getting near like 300 at that point, and yep. you know, 29, I believe 29 years old already. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Is he's there's a big payday? There's a big payday. It's a big this, payday. this is this is his big payday. This will, is yeah. the ultimate for him. There, I is, will say though, no point messing I'm, that up. I'm sorry, I am sorry. I don't mean to keep bringing up my Red Sox, but I have to bring up the Red Sox because they're going to be, in my opinion, a player in this. They got to do something, right? Yeah. They're going to be the laughing stock of the freaking game if they don't do anything. I wonder if that 
you know, I've said they don't really line up very well, but I don't know. What do I know? I, maybe they could. And that is something I could see where they're like, well, crap, we didn't get Yamamoto. We got to do something. Well, they right? line up like you said, they line up better for Bieber. They line up better yeah, for yeah. Um, Lazardo. The Corbin yeah. Burns thing is tough, but it's tough. Uh, but for Bieber, for Lazardo, uh, I mean, and and if not Lazardo, Edward Cabrera, they line yeah. up better yeah. with those teams. I mean, they would line up well with the White Sox. Let's say the White Sox move cease, and then next we hear that they're interested in moving Michael Kopech. Like they would be a good trade partner for Michael Kopech because the White Sox yeah. look. 20, don't get too excited, White Sox fans, about twenty twenty four. Chris Getz is building a team that could compete. You know, twenty twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of players. There's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some figuring things out twenty twenty four. So you can send prospects to the Chicago White Sox and. You know, maybe you uh, maybe you send a couple pieces uh, or a piece or two for Michael Kopech and you take a shot on him. Yeah. All right, guys. We are an hour six in. Those listening on the podcast, I hope we got you to work. Hope we got you around wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing. Uh, those on YouTube, thank you for being with us. Make sure to hit that like if you haven't yet on YouTube. Helps us boost the exposure for this recording for the podcast. Robbie, any final thoughts? <sighs> Can Yamamoto just sign, please? My I think goodness. we are we're all there. Yeah. We're That's all, all there. <laughs> That's it. All right, guys. We are gonna bounce those on the podcast. Make sure to turn the automatic downloads on. Stay close. More baseball conversation is headed your way so automatic downloads all of that make sure you do that and those on youtube if you haven't yet make sure to get to your preferred podcast provider like that alliteration and subscribe to the barreled up podcast we are out of here everybody thank you for coming in thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you for your time and we'll catch you later 